Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. November 10th, 2013. Damn. And guess what? We're going to run this division now. Trevor Lawrence taking us to the Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. And we're going to win that. Let's go, baby. Two more To be able to put ourselves in a position to play meaningful games in December and January. Trevor keeps it on his own be. read. Tries to get to the corner. Dies for the end zone. Touchdown. Shotgun for Trevor Lawrence. It's a blitz. I mean, it is an all-out blitz. Trevor fires left side. That ball is going to be caught for the touchdown by Evan Ingram. Uh, heads up to Dewey again. Dropping out of a shotgun. They throw it quickly. Picked off by Dewey. Intercepted by Andrew Winger. Dewey again, man. Stepping up and making some big plays. My offensive player of the game, every time he plays that way, is Frank. Dropping Gore. the throw is Trevor. Scrambling to his right, fires. That ball's caught by Evan Ingram to the five. Into the end zone, touchdown. I don't care if he's on our team or not. If that man, if he ran for mayor, sorry, Lenny. I'm spoke for the hurricane. And Trevor, you got to admit, at the last play of the game, when that linebacker came and hit him, he caught right in his face. That's, that's my quarterback. He got up there, and, he, and they had to pull him away. Man, y'all get off of T-Low. He wasn't taking any crap from nobody. Bro, let me tell you something about them Jaguars today, son. We have now but one. But two, three, four turnovers. That boy Trevor was eating like it was Thanksgiving, dog. We got a good team, man. We just need to keep winning, man. We going to the Super Bowl, and we gonna win that. This boy got a hit. <laughs> 1010XL 92.5 FM presents Jaguars Today with your hosts Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, Tom McManus, and E to the T. And E to the T. Don't get it twisted. I thought he was representing Rayshon Jenkins this morning, E, but nah, that's, fam. that too is E to the T. Come on, somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People are going to look in the back. Let me look at it. Turn around if you would, please, because – yeah, it's got a got a scientific. They look to spelled it. out two in your in the name. You're like yeah. you have the numeral two, but they spelled out two T-O, so it's like eat eat. Yeah, I've never met anyone named Edithet. Edithet. I get a lot of I get a lot of Edithet. Do you like? Oh, what's up, Edithet? Is that your real name? Even with the digit on there, people call that thing in you know the pyramid. Uh, Looks like it would be in the thing in the pyramid. The- no, no, no. It's like from a, like a scientific thing. They get, like you know, it's got all the uh, I don't know what they're I forget what they're called. You know, like magnesium and oh, the periodic yeah, table. The periodic table. There you thing. go. The thing in the pyramid. It's like so an element. pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it started Welcome with the Tom McManus, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Jaguars make Fridays, baby. So I knew it started with the that. It's like the. Uh, yeah. It's an element. Yeah, it's right? like an element. It's yeah. an element of high energy, Ooh, right? Yeah. Okay. Like oh, we, we should start yeah. defining yes, this a little bit. Absolutely. Definitely a high energy, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, what they call that, uh, entropy, right? A lot of stuff moving around yep. in yep. there. Yep. E.T. lives life at a high degree of entropy. Oh, no doubt. He absolutely does. Got another that's a, word. A, oh, come yeah, on. Now. I've never heard that word. That's a good one. Entropy? Might, might I don't, I don't think so. Tony, did anyone pay attention <laughs> in school at all? <laughs> I know math like pretty that, good. Man. Entropy. All right. 
You know Entropy. what? I get it. No, it's cool. E.T.'s e- got his uh, sock gala tonight. Oh, yeah. It's a sneaker gala, right, yeah. for the yeah. sock drive, yeah. right? Tonight is going down, man. Uh, now, uh, can folks still come if they have not purchased the Absolutely. ticket? Absolutely. You can come pull up at the door. You know, we, we'll have people at the door. You, you can still tell, tell them where the door is. WJCT building. Yeah. We'll be there from 7 p.m. to 11. That's 100. Uh, they kicking you out at 11, or is there an after party, or man, what's the story, man? Man, that thing going to be swinging yep. way yep. past 11. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically across the street from the southeast corner of the of DIA Bank. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, right, right, right. right. We all see it. Corner. Like, yep. There yeah, you go. Sure. So that's where E.T. and the gang, there's live music. Uh, going to be raising money for charity, re- taking donations, bring some brand new socks. And that hen dog on the full of Bottles and oh. bottles. Yeah, and, and it's a celebratory day. Happy one-year anniversary, yes, Jaguar fandom. Nice. Yes, you all know what we're talking about, right? <laughs> Bye-bye, uh, herbs. Hey, you're going to have to ask Coach Parmalee about that. Uh, <laughs> somebody, I, I, I threw a whole bunch of hashtags on my celebratory tweet this morning, and I forgot to mention that somebody brought that one up to me. A classic from the desk of Urban Miller, Tony. Oh, it's so, a year today? A year today. Oh, really? You got the axe. Get ah, out of here. Smell you later, You loser. Buddy. Yeah. All right? Beat it. Scumbag. I yeah. got to be careful here because. She's trying to get me to dance. What is he going to do? <sighs> oh, that was a hashtag. <laughs> they tried to pull me out on the dance floor. Sure they did. Yeah. With their butt. All right? <laughs> Stop it. Happy anniversary, everybody. Uh, what a great day. E.T., uh, uh, how's the calling line going this week? Calling line booming. They excited. We got the cowboy, the cowgirls coming into town. And, oh, and, oh, and, oh uh, we switched it up. Don't jinx it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's still booming. But yo, still call the line two zero seven seven zero seven one. And you know what to do, Mike. Say it with your chest. Come on, yeah, somebody. Come on, yeah. Duval. Let's Die do it. All right, here we go. Tommy Mack, what a fun week, huh? You oh, smashed the Titans on the road. Smashed them. Defense came to play. Trevor played his best game yet. He was he did. great. Trevor I mean, he played did. his best game. In defense, my opinion. Defense created turnovers. They did. That's what this defense has to do. They did. And you know what? Aside from the first quarter with uh, Henry running wild, they he didn't do much after that. Now, granted, they, they kept you know trying to keep up, but we kept answering the bell. I tell you, you got a team when your defense gets a turnover and the offense scores a touchdown, right? Like, because now you're rewarding each other. You know what I'm saying? And it, it just feels like, okay, now I want to do it again. Right now, I'm going to get the ball back. Well, it might not be a turnover, but three and out. Let's let's see him do it again. Yes. Right? Because it just, and then it just kept, and then special teams over here on his side and they hear all the whispers in the room. They're like, oh, man, we want in on this stuff too. What's going on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now we we want to run down on kickoff and make a big play. Or right. Or we want to run one back to the or house. Run one back and then to got the, the overturned, yeah. but still. Yeah. You know. Great, great. Oh, oh. That was a weak call. I mean, I, I agree, but I kind of get it. It's okay when it's, you overcome yeah. them, right? That's right. When you no win doubt. the game, I mean, that, that's it, a threat every time, though. Which everything. Is sweet. Oh, he is. Agnes. Uh, yeah, he's a big time yeah. threat. You get know? creative with him this week. I might, Tony, would you be a creativity. little more aggressive? Hey, Jamal, let's uh, extend that back to about halfway deep into the end zone this yep. week, right? Maybe, yeah. You know, uh, I think it, you got to figure against this defense, Dallas is going to make their share of. Big plays, I think. Anyway, you know, yeah. and it, great. Look, if you can force some turnovers, fine. But yep. Tennessee moved the ball oh, on yeah. the Jags. They did right. They were getting in the uh, the neighborhood of 400 yards in yep. the game. So yep. it's not like they didn't move the ball with not 
quite the caliber of skill players that Dallas brings across the board. Right, here. Dallas is loaded. They are. I mean, you look at their O line, their D line, their skill positions. I mean, they, look, there's there's cracks. I think, like I, I I love Dak, but I think there's a crack in in his armor. I think you can get to him and you can get him off his game a little bit. Uh, the O line is going to be very good. I know they lost Steel, but. Sounds like Peters is going to move outside there. He got two, and yeah. Smith's coming yeah, back. Yeah, he's right? never played well in the league. Right? Yeah, yeah. and then Tyron Smith, <laughs> yes. I think, is coming back he's too. Supposed so, to, yeah, supposed to come back. They got a very good offensive line, um, you know. And then look, uh, Diggs down the field. I'd like to see. I'd like to see. You know, get creative with Agnew on offense tone. You know, when when he when he fakes that motion in and then comes back out. Nobody, Nobody's going to keep up with that unless they're in zone, right? If sure. they're in man, that, you know, just getting him down the field a little bit more. Um, I mean, that was a nice throw, you know, in Tennessee. Yeah. Obviously, it didn't work out, but uh, great throw down the field. So, look, I, I think you're going to – they got 48 sacks and 77 tackles for <laughs> loss. I mean, this defense, the Cowboys They live in the it, backfield. Yeah. They're unbelievable. So, yeah. what do you got to do? You got to get the ball out quick. Loosen them up a bit and then get ETN going, man, because they do give up a lot uh, on the ground. Well, but, and it feels like, Tommy, yeah. for the first time since Trevor Lawrence got here and therefore for the first time in a long time yeah. in Jacksonville, you feel like you have an offense that at least you get a game into the fourth quarter and our guy gets the ball last. Yeah, Our guy feels like right now he's playing well enough that he's going to find a way to go score. Look, I, right? look you, 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 what, what do you see out of Trevor Lawrence? The last five games – gotten better and better and better, mm-hmm. and last week was his best yet. I mean, I, I think, you know, maybe you, the last, you know, against Indy last year at the end of the year, that was a very good game by him, but I, I think he was, he, was, he, was, he was great. I he think the Baltimore dropping. game this year, yeah. along with this game yeah. this past week against yeah. Tennessee, were probably the And the best. drops really affected him in Detroit, so, you know, they, they, the stats don't look that great. But, no, you know, but I, I, don't, I still don't think it was as – at high a level, right. you know, as he played. But he, regardless, if you take the five-week overall yeah, sample. Overall, you're taking He's it. won three out of five, which right. is the key for right. this football team. They're winning some games. Yeah, the thing that – I mean, look, it's it concerns – like, which team's going to show up? You know what I mean? I mean, you got to think that, you know, okay. Well. Detroit a total just, you know – you know, we don't. So a, far, there's some evidence it could be a one-off. I mean, could be. to go into Tennessee the way they did to get down right off the bat. Yeah, right. No, and, they answered. And, and they, they answered. answered. Yeah, they Look, did. What? They which Dallas team metal. is going to show up? No, I I agree with that. Right? Oh yeah, they're 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 beatable. There's no doubt about that. But uh, I don't know. It's going to be fun. It's going to be an exciting game. A lot on the line for both teams. Really, we've talked a lot about that '96 season. Yeah. And the run at the end of it. And yeah. they got to do something similar right now to give themselves a chance to get into the playoffs, right? At what point during that run in the second half of the season, week to week, were you not asking inside that locker room which team is going to show up? Like, when did that question go away, if it ever did, even leading up to the Atlanta game? I think when we uh, when we went 4-6 and six and then went to Pittsburgh and got beat pretty good, that was... I don't want to say a wake-up call, but that we were like, okay, you mm-hmm. know. So when we went to Baltimore that next week, uh, and that was a tight game. I mean, that was a wicked tight game. We had to, they we forced a fumble late in the game, and then Hollis kicked the field goal to win it. But that that I think we just started clicking. I I'll tell you this: when we went into Seattle, we had at home on Sunday Night Football, and I think we were seven and were we seven and seven or six and seven? We're we're on our way up. And uh, it was, you know, Chris Warren, he was big bat. You know, they were, they were a good team. And mm-hmm. 
and we won that game. We had a, we had a we had a goal line stand in the north end zone. Me and Boyer, I mean the whole crew was out there. I mean, it was just they were four. They were first and goal at the one, and we we stopped them four plays in a row. And I think then we just felt, at least I felt like we we could we could play with anybody. You know, we didn't. You know what I mean? We just had confidence. And, yeah. and maybe maybe last week against Tennessee was our Baltimore in 96. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it was. Let's hope so. Maybe be so. Great. Right? Uh, beat Baltimore two times in a three-week span right there. Yep. Uh, both yep. of them by three, one in overtime. But right. Uh, right. Those were measuring stick games. I, the, the, the one, honestly, I remember that because at the time it was Testa Verde, wasn't it? Playing for, was Testa Verde not playing for Baltimore? He was. At that point, yes, right? yes. He was slinging it, too. Yeah, he was. I he mean, was. he was in a good period. That that mid to late 90s period was the best for him he had <clears> in his career. That, dude. Oh, that, Parcells strong, once said man. that if you just if the game was stand there and just throw and yep. you didn't have to move at all to play quarterback, when Vinny was like 40, he said he'd be the best quarterback in the league. Wow. Because if you just watched yeah. him just stand there and rifle the ball, yep. but he can't move, he can't protect himself at that stage. You right, know? So, right, right. Uh, but just in terms of pure arm talent, he, yep. had, uh, he had a lot of it. But those, yep. those were great days, and hopefully we're getting back towards that here. Uh, it's a Keys to Victory Friday, of course, uh, presented by Chad and Sandy Real Estate. Your question of the day asks you, what are your three keys to victory for the Jaguars over the Dallas Cowboys? And I think probably get a lot more serious responses this week than we would have had they not responded against the Tennessee Titans last week. So we'll talk about that. We'll hear from uh, both Press Taylor and Mike Caldwell, the two coordinators, uh, two primary coordinators for the Jaguars anyway, uh, that spoke yesterday, and uh, we'll hear their thoughts as the Jags get ready to host the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. Your calls and texts and tweets are welcome. 641-1010 on the phone lines or the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, or hit us up on Twitter today, as always, at MD underscore 1010XL, at 1010XL Fat Tony, at Meathead 55, and at I am E to the T. At to that, checking in. At to that, everybody. All right, he is ready to go. He's got his Jaguar gear on. We are ready. Uh, it's a big game weekend. Pyramids. It's fun when the game actually has some meaning. Oh, yeah. In the middle of December, for goodness sakes. Who knew you could play meaningful football mm, at this time of year? That's all we asked for. That's, well, right? I mean, for now. For now. <laughs> yes, right. for, now. for now. Right. That's so what we asked for. Step in the right direction. That's all right. right. Jaguars today kicking off on this Friday morning on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. It's day to day, and. As a staff, we're confident in both of those guys, so whoever's out there, feel good with them playing. But right now, he's day-to-day. We'll see how it shakes out. But both guys, we're comfortable throwing them out there. Mac in the middle, Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. All right, the he that is uh, day-to-day, according to Mike Caldwell, is Chad Muma. And uh, obviously, when he refers to we have confidence in both of them, he's saying Muma and Devin Lloyd. Right. Um... You know, hope to have all hands on deck. Doesn't look like it's training well for Trayvon Walker uh, this week, although we'll hear from Mike Caldwell coming up on that particular circumstance. So, mm. I wonder if Lloyd can play that a little. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. On third down, anyway. Yeah. You know? Just rush the passer. Possibly. Make a play. I like the stunts at Caldwell. You know, it's, like, it's funny. Like, you forgot. Early in the year, though, st- we were talking about them. You know, those TE stunts where the tackle goes up and the end comes around and you got to be really tight to the hip, you know, where there's no no gap and you, it can be really effective. And they, they started doing that again last week. Wouldn't you think uh, early that, like, Smoot 
is the most likely candidate to replace him, particularly on early downs, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. Got Definitely. a lot of experience. Yeah, big body Good type. Good run, right? Yeah. Which you know, I mean, Pollard and Elliott, oh. Elliott and Pollard, whichever way you want to go, a little yeah. thunder and lightning. Yeah, they're good. I they mean, are. they're really good, and and they're, they're look, they're they're a good team, but you know, look, momentum's a lot in in football, especially at the NFL level, and if you get off to a fast start, you know, and you punch them in the mouth, and you get a little lucky, you know, I mean, look, you, you go back to '96, I I forget failed the we had some luck during, I mean, we had onside kicks, you know, mm-hmm. to keep us back in the game. I mean, you know, things got to bounce your way, even when you're playing against one of the better teams in the NFL. So you know, look, I I think. Uh, you can get to Dak. They can be run on, and I want to test Diggs a little bit, but I want to test him with Agnew. I don't want to. T- I don't know if I want to test him with anybody else. I want to. I want to see Jamal Agnew take Diggs deep. You know, just maybe once. Well, you know he's hyper aggressive and he'll bite on stuff. Yeah. You oh know, yeah. Which, yeah. You know, it pays pick. off. I mean, look, he, he gets those picks though, yep. right? He he gets his hands on a lot of footballs. And he's good with the ball. I he mean, also get, he yeah, is, but yeah. he gives up a lot of big plays he does. too. Absolutely. You know? So um, Absolutely. He, he's a playmaker. Yeah. He's not necessarily a shutdown corner. No, right. I think I look. It's always the coordinator's got to call the right game, right? But this one, you got to. Got to keep them off balance. I don't. I don't think you. Uh, I don't think you go toe to toe with them. Obviously, last week our offensive line very good against the pass, but not good against the run. Granted, the Titans have a very good run defense. The Cowboys don't. They're not that good stopping the run. They're just very good at getting in the backfield and making things happen and being disruptive. But I don't think you can go toe to toe and be like, all right, we're just going to line up and see if we they can stop the run. I think you got to loosen them up with some quick passes, like we saw earlier in the year. Uh, you know, with uh, with Trevor getting the ball out, knowing where to go, first read, boom, you're setting up the open, um, and then work your way, you know, into it. But it's tough. <laughs> it's a tall order, man. It is. It's a tall order. So, but it's, I, that's why you play. Like this is right. This is what we've look. We all pick. Sitting, well, I shouldn't say we all, but six, seven, eight wins somewhere around there with meaningful. You know, games in December. Look, we're we're right on the cusp of the wins, and this is a very meaningful game. You win this game, you were definitely in the hunt. You're kind of in the hunt right now. Don't get me wrong. And even with a loss, you still may be kind of in the hunt. Um, Depending I don't know on what Tennessee does. I don't think they're going to lose three out of their last four. I don't either. I think they're going to win at least one, but I got to think they're going to win at least two. You know what I mean? I don't think they're going to lose three I, and, right. and, and I, I, limp I think, their way to the, right. the playoffs. Right, I think you know you you got to got to take care of your own business and hope you know that they lose one. Right. right. I mean, no matter how many they lose in a row, yep. Yeah. They're still capable. Keep of, the pressure on them. Right. I mean, yeah. the, and the Chargers are capable of puking all over themselves late in the season. Uh, we've seen yeah. it. Right. Many years running, it appears. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. No. Right. You we'll just, see how it goes. You see how it goes. You know. Look. Are we going to have the kind of success? Maybe not turnover wise, but we got after Tannehill. I mean, we we did. That was, that was uh, you know good thing to see. But that old line was kind of beat up. And oh, it was right. This old line's really good. Well, and and there have been times <laughs> this year when old lines have been beat up, and we haven't even gotten that's true to the quarterback. That's so, true. You know, this was that that defense bailed themselves out by forcing a couple of turnovers. Yep. Uh, Andrew Winger made a good break, but had a ball thrown right to him, basically. And then Henry mm-hmm. just dropped one on that little, you know, trick play that never yeah. really tricks anybody. Right, right, right. You know, the, hey, hey, ball snapped over my head. Has anyone ever really fallen for that? Like, right. do you ever see a defender go, like, five <laughs> yards upfield and go, oh, damn, try to put the brakes on? Like, they got me. I don't right. know. Uh, we looked at 
we made our predictions for the season. Okay. All of us here, E.T., Tony, me, you, we all had them at five and eight right now. So, okay. Right, you know, right now. Right now. Wow. And that's what they are. Yeah. Uh, and we all had them losing this week, however. Okay. But we How also you all go- had them beating Detroit. So, right. what do we know? We all had, <laughs> we all had them beat. losing to Tennessee. <laughs> right. So, who right, cares? Right, right, right. Doesn't right. matter what we say. Yeah. We'll play some good football, man. That's right, man. You should right. feel good about yourself. I mean, really. I mean, they should feel confident. Look, I'm I sure know it's Dallas. Do. They're they're bringing a ton of people with them. They're they've got stars all over the place, and not just on their helmet. But you know what? You 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 show up like you did last week. You got a chance. All right. Well, let's get into uh, some thoughts from Mike Caldwell, Jaguars defensive coordinator here, and uh, one guy who is going to have his hands full is uh, certainly Tyson Campbell this week. Whether oh, yeah. he's matched up with Ceedee Lamb, look. Uh, these other guys, Michael Gallup's is a very solid player. Noah mm-hmm. Brown could play. Yeah. Now, if Noah Brown goes out there and has six catches for 85 yards, don't be like, where did that come from? No, right. That dude's been doing that a lot this yep. year, you yep. know, and, and Schultz is uh, dangerous up the middle. But yep. on the outside, Campbell's the top cover guy for the Jags, and Mike Caldwell talked about how he has improved this season. Challenging receivers and getting his hands on them, and then down the field he's able to locate the ball. I think uh, he's worked on that, and – you can see the dividends paying off. He's able to locate the ball and knock him down. We wish he'd come away with more interceptions when he's in position, but he's uh, doing a great job of winning at the line of scrimmage and winning downfield. He gets in position a lot. He did yeah. have you know some a couple of instances where he did get his head turned around this week, and it was pretty evident, right? Yep. But he still, I think, you know, won that one against Detroit. You Detroit know, he get his head turned day. around against yep. DJ Chark. So. Yep. Yep. You know, it's it's a work in progress on that front. No doubt. One of the key defensive moments from the game last week was obviously the hit from Shaq Quarterman on Derrick Henry oh, forcing yeah. that fumble. And Coach Caldwell was asked about that play yesterday. I, I think it was good for us to be able to go out there and make a play. He had broken the yard. We had not gotten the right gap. He had broken and gained a bunch of yards early on. I think he had like close to 100 in the first quarter. And for us to be able to make that play for Shaq to be able to make that hit, it was really a big boost for us. It's massive. What did you see as a middle linebacker? Uh, it was play? awesome, but it just t- it just goes to show you why you always run to the football. Like, you never give up. I don't care what position, because those, those are things happen. And you know what? It, it wasn't head-on. It was to no. the side, but and it was he's great. Spinning, too. Oh, he's getting spun, perfect. but it perfect. worked out great. But it's because he hustled, which is and, – and he can lay the wood, which is awesome. So – you know, you young kids out there, run to the football. Good things happen. You get a chance to knock the you-know-what out of somebody. It's, um, it's fun. We've been talking about the weapons that uh, Dallas has. Mike Caldwell acknowledges the same. They do. They definitely have a bunch of weapons. But defensively, we have to have our priorities and go out there and execute our game plan. And at the end of the day, it's time, it's time, when it's time to make a play, you have to make a play. And we did that this past Sunday, and we're going to go out today and practice and work on it and hopefully get it done this Sunday. The Dallas Cowboys, the leaders in the league as far as allowing the least sacks to this point this season. They've only given up 16 um, through 12 games or 13 games this year. Uh, Now for the Cowboys, and Coach Caldwell was asked about getting pressure on Dak Prescott in that passing game this week. Pass rush last week, they really got after it. And you could see the difference in the game. And it's the same message this week, same message every week. You know, pass rushers, it's your job to get to the quarterback. It's your job to make the quarterback feel pressure. And, you know, this week's no different than any other. It's time to go out there and let's get pressure on the quarterback. Well, let's do it. Um, One guy who got pressure, 
huge play from Trayvon Walker because of the timing of it, right? The Titans go down, yeah. they score seven to nothing. Jags go three and out, and Derrick Henry's already building up a lather. And you're like, oh, boy, right. here we go, right? And yeah. in comes uh, Trayvon Walker with the sack force fumble. Jags recover and start to get rolling a little bit. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people have been clamoring for him to play with his hand in the dirt a little bit more, and he has been just recently. So uh, Caldwell was asked about that aspect of his game. As a coach, sometimes you sit back and – you look at different things, but we want to make a, com- a player feel comfortable. So whether he's in a two-point or a three-point, really it's on if he chooses to get in a three-point in certain situations, he can get in a three-point all he wants. And being able to be comfortable out on the field, we don't want robots. We want guys that are able to have a little flexibility in the defense. And whether it's two-point or three-point, whatever he feels he can get the best takeoff, let him do that. And we'll coach him up uh, whichever way he wants to do it. Yeah, yeah, no, I I totally agree with that. I would just say that he's got to make sure that you know he's not giving it away, right? Can you get out of your three point stance and drop to the flat as quick as you can in a two point stance? You know what I mean? Because now guys they rush a passer, they 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 go up and down all the time, right? That's not a I don't think that big of a deal. But if you are going to drop, you just got to make sure like you can't give it away. You know, oh, he's in a two point, he could drop this time. You know what I mean? Right. So he'd have to show it the entire way. But yeah, if he feels good with that foot, that hand in the ground, and it's going to make him more productive, then let him have it. One more here from Coach Caldwell, who was also asked with Trayvon Walker, what will the plan be if he can't go on Sunday against Dallas? You always want your guys, right? I have to come in here and I talk about the other teams' guys. You always want your guys with you, and if you can't have your guy, then we have to have a guy step up, and the really the important part about being a guy is the guy behind you. When you are able to play, what have you done to get that guy to come along? And I think we have enough depth in that position where we have a few guys, and if Trayvon can't play this week, then we have another guy ready to step up. I think the biggest you know absence, like it's tough to get to Dallas, right, in terms of the quarterback. Yep. But Trayvon against the run, you know – they're a dangerous team with yep. uh, the combination of Elliott and Pollard. I think that's where they miss him the most if he's unable to play this. Yeah, way. and that's when Smoot will come in and you know fill that void on against the run side. You know, you should feel pretty good about that. Um, you know, look, it's it, it is next man up, right? Oh, there's no it, question. You got it. You got it. And, and you prepared. can't complain. I mean, look, the Jags yeah. have had uncanny oh, luck phenomenal. on the health front. Absolutely. Year. I mean, uh, Trevor's toe notwithstanding right. caused him to mi- miss nothing, basically. You know, so Yeah, absolutely. Talk about a lucky break. No, no question. Know, to be in a toe and not something hey, else. I mean, the fact that he practiced on a limited basis yesterday, he's yeah. ahead of last week's That's pace, right. and he That's right. uh, put on a career-best performance. So we'll hear from Press Taylor coming up on the other side as uh, we take a look at uh, the offensive side and what the Jags might be able to get accomplished uh, versus the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. So uh, there you have it. If you want to get in, 641-1010. Just some of the thoughts there of Mike Caldwell, Jaguars defense coordinator, speaking yesterday. Tom McManus is in. It's a keys to victory Friday. So let us know what you think are the three keys for the Jaguars to beat the Dallas Cowboys. And you can do that on the phone lines or the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010 or hit us up on our various Twitter accounts as well. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL.
Atomic Man is here. I almost did a spit take there a moment ago. I, I was. I had a vision of what you just showed me again in my head. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, look, uh, we, we like to get out and interact with the community. Yeah, we do. So uh, I tweeted out uh, the latest 1010XL video yeah. of uh, one of our employees playing yes. horse versus a local high school player. You know? Right. And um, so go check it out. Does anybody play pig anymore? You know, the short version of horse? Right? Yeah. I don't know. It's like. Pig's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's it, quick. It's kind of like. I hate to say it's kind of like. They're not the, even playing horse. They're playing Guggen. Oh. Yeah, they're oh, spelling. Spell oh, they're going deal. longer. Yeah, yeah. Guggen, it's a longer game. All right, well, it's kind of like to me, like wow. like the yards <laughs> in Ponte Vedra. Like, yeah. It's a good concept, but yeah. 12 ain't enough. You know, like oh, you I'm mean gonna, for the golf? Like, yeah. I, right. Like I'm, if, if I'm gonna play. I gotta play an extra six, and I gotta get my 18 in. Uh, that's me. You know, okay. for some people, 12 might be perfect. Jack Nicholas, for years, years and years ago, I read in Golf yeah. Digest, he thought golf should be three sixes. That way, right. you play six, 12, or 18, whatever you the chose. The beast. But like, if you're gonna play, pigs yeah. is like. I don't know. Lucky like shot so or two and it's 12 over. for me is perfect. Like, I'm is done. It? Oh, man. I'm like, all right. Hey, to let's, each go own. To, let's go to the bar after 12. I never was a huge horse fan. I'd rather play one-on-one than play horse. Yeah, 21 was fun. Remember 21, 21 was okay. Mm-hmm. I played 20. <laughs> around the world was fun. Uh, yeah, where you just shoot from the three-point yeah. line and try just to go, go around yeah. and come all the way back, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. You, can, you, can, you could, like, pause it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, on a yeah. game show. Like, I'm right. going to hold it right here because you've made three in a row. Right. right. And, so, you know, that, yeah, that's the way could, we did if it. If you missed it, you got another shot. But if you missed that second shot, you right. go that, back. That was it. If you took the yeah. second shot you and you back. missed, you went all the way back to the or start. Or to the half point. We had a half point sometimes, too. I, I, played, uh, I played a lot of basketball back in the day. Yeah, me I too. I was okay. You me know, it, was, it wasn't the star or anything. But once I found myself uh, in Stetson University's gym playing with the basketball team, oh, wow. like like a pickup. Yeah. There were some other people playing. It wasn't probably the whole team, but it was like an open yep. gym kind of situation. And a bunch of guys on the team were playing twenty one. It's a different game, yeah. uh, <laughs> and so but yeah, and the cool. rule was like they had a rule if you did not have like three by the time the first guy got to like eleven, You're you out. got out because you know oh, there wow. were like twenty guys playing. Right, gotcha. and I and and they were shooting the free throw was a three pointer. Right, like that's how they okay. played the game, and it was I mean. You know, I'm not short, but I wasn't like that. And yeah. uh, I, I, I scored my three because I got a rebound on the left baseline and caught it and went, like, right back up before anybody could – you know, yeah. the ball just came to me. I didn't fight for it. Yeah. And I made my, my three-pointer. I got my three, so I was able to hang around Did you, uh, for a little while. Were you sporting the ponytail playing basketball? Uh, no, not back then, no. although I played basketball with the ponytail. You did? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Cool. And the, that was that was more nineties. The uh, the pickup was <laughs> Ippy, the eighties. Oh yeah, what the hell, man? Yeah, you know? I like it. There are I a lot like of long haired. I uh, love hoop. guys hoop playing is hoops. Awesome. Uh, playing hoop is awesome. It's great. I played hoop through my freshman year. Such a wonderful game because one on one, it. two on two, three on three. Oh yeah, even four on four. Just shooting around. You know, if you're four, if you're playing a small court, four on four, full court. Yeah. Uh, everything is good. Workout just shooting around. You uh, know, you got to chase the ball. Basketball mm-hmm. is phenomenal. It is. I haven't picked up a ball in a while. My knees would. Uh, yeah. My knees would only like me to be like yeah. set shot Charlie now. You know. Well, the th- I I the the re- the uh, natural reaction to guarding somebody that that just tears every micro you know muscle in your legs and lower body so <laughs> i'm not doing that i learned the hard way doing that uh, yeah. earlier this year so no all Not right let's me. uh get a few 
Thoughts in here from Press Taylor, uh, Jaguars offensive coordinator. And uh, one thing that, you know, we didn't know how Trevor would respond to basically not practicing until the walkthrough last week, right? And uh, was able to come out and play brilliantly and uh, had a limited practice yesterday after not going on Wednesday. So he's at least ahead of last week's pace. But here was Press Taylor on uh, Trevor not needing to practice to be able to play as well as he did. Uh, no, you know, it's, it's all about how healthy is. We, we love when our guys practice and we love when we get to see it. And we think that goes a long way, especially for us, you know, first year in a system, um, building chemistry with quarterback receiver, it goes a long ways, but I think it says a lot to his preparation. Um, the way he was able to prepare and play the way he did without having two full days of practice there. But also it says a lot about CJ Beathard, in my opinion. Uh, you know, the offense just kept rolling. We were able to put in an entire game plan, plan for CJ to play, knew we could adjust if Trevor needed to play. Um, and I really think that Wednesday, Thursday practice last week, we didn't miss a beat as far as the way CJ ran everything from the huddle to at the line of scrimmage. It was great. Yeah, then we're like awesome. uh, pregame, hey, CJ, we're going to need you to throw like seven absolute dimes today. You know, maybe we'll let Trevor do that. <laughs> and it yeah. worked out just fine. Yeah, maybe yeah, we did. will. And uh, Coach Taylor was also just asked about Trevor Lawrence right now. We've discussed he's playing as well as he has in his career last week, right? And it's been a month, basically, of him playing at or close to that kind of level. So Coach Taylor was asked about Trevor Lawrence and how much confidence he's playing with right now. Just watching him, if you didn't watch anybody else, and the way he throws the ball, the conviction he's throwing the ball with, he's certainly a guy that – Like, just watching him, you know he's prepared, he's confident, he knows exactly what he's seeing. There's going to be a number of times in a game where the defense fools you. And it's really like those are kind of what make the difference in quarterback play. I mean, with him, it's, you know, because you did it last week, it has nothing to do with this week. you got to do it every single week. And that's just as a young team learning that this is a week-by-week business and you can get humbled very quickly. We know that firsthand. I see, like, he's in the flow. You know what I mean? Like, he's just you – can, you can see it, the confidence, the swag, uh, the running, the throwing, putting it in, in the right spot, dropping – I mean, he just – to me, he's just he's just playing with, with great confidence. So, you might look, he had to work on his game. He had to work on his craft, and he did. You know, and he, he's – you know, he's, he's done a really good job these last five weeks overall. You, you look at the way things could have gone differently, right? right? Just in, in, in everything for the franchise. Had they not gotten the number one pick and they end up with the number two pick. Right. First of all, mm. um, Urban Miller probably doesn't take the job, right? Right. If it's Zach Wilson as opposed to Trevor Lawrence, which means that's good in the short term that you would have gotten a better head coach, but you wouldn't have Trevor Lawrence, and that guy probably wasn't fired during his first season, so you don't have Doug Peterson either, right. who was not in the hiring cycle. So uh, I'm not happy that they hired Urban, but I'm happy the way – it has ended up at the moment with this offensive staff. Yeah, that absolutely. Makes sense. No, without a doubt. And there, look, what's the job of the staff to put their players in the the position to win, right? Make them comfortable, make them confident. You know, especially at the QB level and and or the QB position, they've they've done it. And uh, Press Taylor talked about what a draw Trevor was to make him eagerly accept this job here in Jacksonville. No, that was a big part of it. You know, I, I was very happy with the situation I was in in Indianapolis. Loved working for the guys I was working with. I think the world of Frank Reich uh, was very excited about what could potentially be there. Um, obviously feel terrible for what happened up there with the situation with Frank and all that, but I was really excited to run it back there. Loved the staff I was working with. So when Doug called, it wasn't just a foregone, this is going to happen. Um, I'm going wherever Doug goes or anything like that, or, you know, I'm going to go interview with him and see what it works. But you know, obviously there was a lot of appeal um, getting to be involved in kind of building the offense um, 
as we went. But then, yeah, Trevor, I, I'd be lying if I said Trevor won a huge draw to Jacksonville itself just because you knew the talent that was there. Obviously had a, had a struggle his rookie year and for a number of reasons, uh, but you knew the skill set, you knew the talent, and then just watching him and you know researching him, talking to people that had worked with him, you know, it, it's been everything and more getting the opportunity to work with him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, who wouldn't want him? You know what I mean? You, you, what he brings right. to the table? You, the ones course. in the the coaches. No, you want to mold knew. him. All right, they, he had – look at the circumstances he was dealing with. Did, did you think his rookie year – if you thought his rookie year was reflective of who he's really going to be yep. in the National Football League, you wouldn't be so eager to come take that job. They knew. Yeah, I no, of course. And look, the way he finished last year was strong. Not just Indy. Like, those last three games, I want to say, you know, when, when – uh, what's his name? Took over. Um, after they fired Daryl Bevel. Yeah, Bevel uh, took over. Thank you. You know, I thought he got him in a good rhythm, was starting to play better, and then he, he finished the you know, the year with, with a great outing against Indy at home. Oh know? yeah. That definitely that was his best game last year. Right. Uh to be sure. Right. Uh, let me just look see it. Which look, we we all and we've said this before, which we thought that would roll into year two and he'd be playing like he's been playing the last five weeks all year long. It's okay. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Now he's playing that way now, and it's got to continue, and I would expect it to to continue. It may taper off a, a little bit against Dallas. They're that good. But, it, again, it'll be up to press and the offensive coaches to get him in a rhythm early. Going into that indie game last year, yep. how many touchdowns had Trevor Lawrence thrown in the previous five weeks combined? Um he fin- what did he finish with? 12 and twelve and 17. 17. And he had two against Indy, didn't he? The he last did have game. two against Indy. So in the previous five games, give me TD to interception ratio for Trevor in that period of time. I'm going to say three and seven. Three and seven? What do you think, Tony? I was three and four. Three and four? Uh, how about one and seven? Wow. One touchdown in five weeks. Wow. He had a four-interception game and a three-interception game. He had three games where he threw neither a touchdown or a pick. Mm. Um, and, like, the week before, it was the week they got beat by New England 50-10. to 10. Mm. And he threw a touchdown, but he also threw three picks in that game. So, that, that game against Indy kind of righted him. Game. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You know, heading yeah. into the offseason yeah, there wow. a little bit. I didn't know it was that bad. I mean, yeah. I knew it was bad, but it I It was bleak. Yeah. For a while there, you know, it was just yep. not happening yep. offensively for this team. Um, and he's but, playing good now. And that, oh, he's, look, playing, he's, he's ripping he's playing it right really now. good now. He's got a lot of confidence, and I, I love seeing it. All he's right, here's what we got. Good. We got Miles, who is uh, from Jacksonville, but is a newly transplanted Dallas, uh, okay. Texas resident okay. who joins okay. us now representing the Jags in the great state of Texas. What's up, Miles? How are you? That's, that's right, boys. It's me, Miles from Arlington, Jacksonville, Florida. I'm good, man. I miss you guys. I used to call you guys a lot. Uh, just want to say that I'm representing the city out here. Been doing it since I got here in November. I mean, hell, I had season tickets, but a job opportunity came up out here, and my girl wants to move out here, so she's gonna be out here later. And I just want I just want to give a shout out to my city, man. I miss Jacksonville so much. Uh, give a shout out to my boy Chandler. I think he's listening right now. My uncle Jimmy, he's a Cowboys fan, but we don't care. We're taking it Sunday. Hey, I'm about to yell out the window on my truck. I love y'all so much, man. Thank y'all for what you do, man. For real. Thank you, Miles. We, we, we I just love the passion of Jaguar oh, fans, yeah, man. man. You know what? Like, how, how much will that mean to him yep. to be able to show up? <laughs> 
hot <laughs> Monday. Yeah. Oh, with that ah, yeah, with that chest sticking Uncle out Jimmy nice drinking himself to sleep on Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Sorry, yeah. Jimmy. Making excuses happening for you. Oh, man, I certainly hope Well, we always said if this team wins, this city's just going to explode, man. Oh, there's no question. And rightfully so, man. No question. Can't wait to to see it. Oh, I just – what I can't wait is for – if they're able to win this week, the the best for the Jaguar fans will be that walk to the car to see all those Cowboy fans who just think they're coming in. They they don't even – yeah. I don't think even think there's a chance they'll lose this football game. I really don't. No, no, no matter I, what the Jags have done in the last five weeks. No doubt. So, Without question, they think they're going to come in here and clinch. They always do. Everyone always does. And yeah. guess what? They've had, you know, they being the opponent, whoever that happens to yeah. be, yeah. has had a lot of success here in recent years. So there's reason for that. But yeah. uh, let's shove it right in What's your confidence face. level that ah. they win? I, not, not a score, I, I don't though, think they're going to win. I don't. I'm not picking them to yeah. win. So I don't have a confidence level that they will okay. win. Okay. Uh, but I, I am confident that they won't. You know, Get lay killed. the egg that they did against the Detroit, Detroit Lions, okay. right? And uh, we'll give our final scores later yeah, on, yeah, yeah, and justify that and talk about keys to victory and all yeah. that. More from Press Taylor coming up in hour number two as well. If you want to get in, six four one. 10-10, halfway home, you're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. I just want to give a shout-out to my city, man. I miss Jacksonville so much. Uh, give a shout-out to my boy Chandler. I think he's listening right now. My Uncle Jimmy, he's a Cowboys fan, but we don't care. We're taking it Sunday. Hey, I'm about to yell out the window in my truck. Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. All right, shout out to Chandler. Yeah. I hope he's still listening. Shout out to Unc. Unc. We're about to punch Uncle Jimmy. Uncle Jimmy. Uncle Jimmy. Drunk Uncle Jimmy on Sunday night. That's what we want. (laughs) Because there's only one uncle around these parts. Oh, yeah. Uncle Holiday. (laughs) There's only one Unc. You know, I, I don't. I don't want to try to play the the holiday card here, ET. I mm. think uh, you know we need to let it, you know, develop organically. organically. Yes, over totally. the next few weeks, maybe one more visit uh, before the new year uh, to Eat check the in. Cowboys, and then you have. Oh yeah, then we got short week back on the holiday week. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love the fact that they're playing Thursday. That's yeah. the, if if there's gonna be one Thursday game, they pick the right week to do yeah. it, baby. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, could have been uh, all day Saturday or all day uh, Christmas Day affair, right? right. Uh, for sure. So we're hoping for one more primetime game, though. Tom. Yeah, flex week eighteen into <sighs> Sunday night football because Dude, the winner, I mean, wins the sad. AFC South. Yeah, no doubt. Mm. Would that be just insanity? <laughs> oh. How rabid these fans would be uh, when oh, the Titans we come into town with the division oh. on the line. Goodness, you better win that game. <laughs> that's better. all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, you better oh. win that game. But that's yeah. a long way that's off. That's a long. Yeah, we got to right. take care Let, of Dallas. Let's put ourselves in position here yeah. to make that game meaningful. And yeah. if it is, I, yeah. I do. I would. Oh gosh. Yeah. Try not to get ahead of myself. I will. T- I say, hey, look, every NFC East team has done one thing. I think to our Jaguars, at least to our defense has. <laughs> Well, beat them, <laughs> but beat them up up front a little bit. Yeah. Push them around a little bit too much. So, I thought Philly did it. I thought the Giants – I don't think Washington did a ton, but they did a little bit. But Dallas is very capable of that. That's the kind of offensive line they've always had. You know, they've always had a big, physical, athletic offensive line that they love to pound the football. They you know, obviously play action and all that, but 
They they make their money by moving people and and pushing them out of the way. So we got to match that. You know, we can't have that happen. You cannot have that happen. And and they're going to try it. I would. I'd still try it. You know, I'd if I'm looking at last week's game. You know, yeah, the turnovers are great. Uh, you shut down Henry after the first quarter, great, but it also could have leaked like a sieve early, mm-hmm. and you'd have been way out of it. So, um, if I'm Dallas, I'm I'm lining up, and I'm going to see if you can stop my running game. And I would uh, imagine they will. We'll see if we can. Yeah, we will. Uh, all right, we can. let's get back on the offensive side and what the Jags need to do. Press Taylor speaking yesterday uh, to the assembled Jaguar media and was asked if play calling at this time of year comes with more pressure. No, I don't think so. Uh, you know, we, we approach every game with kind of we have to win this game mentality. We're, you know, we're going every situation now. We're not looking ahead. We're, we're locked in right now on the Cowboys and what the, the I guess, the troubles that they present to you. And so that's got our main focus. We're not, we're not worried about anything beyond that. We're worried about putting the best product out there for three hours on Sunday. And then at the end of that three hours, we'll pick our head up and see where we're at. So, Yeah, look, you're obviously going to be under more pressure at this time of year. It's mm. December, mm-hmm. and you're playing meaningful games. There should be uh, more pressure on everybody in the building this time of year. This Jaguars team doesn't necessarily have one go-to guy in their wide receiver core. It kind of moves around each week as to who the hot guy may be for that particular game. And Coach Taylor was asked about the different wide receivers that have been able to step up at different times throughout the year. You know, a credit to, to the the roster we have offensively. You know, we, we feel like there are a number of guys. If a defense were to do something to try to take away one guy, we have another another couple guys that could step up at any moment and have, have a game. Um, if the flow of the game kind of dictates that, the next guy steps up. It's not like there's been a concerted effort to go in and say, this guy's going to get all the targets. It's kind of the ball finds the guy that it's supposed to find at certain times. And when Trevor's playing that way and operating that way and somebody has a big game, it's just kind of a byproduct of it. It's not necessarily we went out with the intention of Evan having this huge game. Um, the ball just kind of found him. Trevor did a good job getting to him. He did a good job getting open, and he took advantage of his opportunities. Yeah, I, I got to imagine they're going to they're gonna try some real quick throws. And those receivers are going to know, hey, look, those safeties are going to be bearing down. So you're probably going to take some big shots early. Just, but we got to do that to loosen them up a little bit. You know what I mean? So, the quick slants, those kind of things, just quick throws where 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 Trevor gets in a rhythm and feels good, like he has been. And I'll tell you this about the play calling: it does get easier when you know what your guy can do now. Mm-hmm. Like you know now, you know you know what makes Trevor successful. You've you've seen it enough, so you should feel pretty confident in your play calling. Uh, Evan Ingram did go crazy and showed you what he's capable of. Yep. Not that we'll ever expect another 162 yard game. It's a Jaguar tight end. Rep- Record, but same time, the previous four weeks he had 56 yards receiving. Yep. Right. So, Tom, the only tight end under contract at the end of this year will be Luke Farrell. What is your, you know, how much of a priority, I guess I should say, is Evan Ingram and bringing mm. him back? I mean, look, I think he's going to, what has he got, 60 catches right now or 50-something, and maybe he could end up with 70-plus? Yeah, I'd. I, I'd want him around. He look. He is. He is a a a uh, a matchup. Now I want to say nightmare, but he's tough to, for the defense to cover him one on one. He runs like a receiver, and you know he's not even. He's just a big receiver. I think. I mean, I think you can even put him out a little bit, a little bit more than and not in that that tight end box. But yeah, I think he's done enough to. I mean, unless you think there's another free agent out there that that topples him. Oh, I'm not even but, saying that. I'm just like, you know, you you've got you're already going to have to give up probably a couple starters just to get the break even, right? Yeah. You can restructure contracts to get under sure. the cap and things like that, but you're you're going to have to, you know, you've got X amount of draft picks. Yeah. You're going to need 
corner, you need pass him. rush, defensive tackle. Use the right way. He's a he's a big time weapon. I th- right. Oh, I, I mean, think so. He, right, but I mean, there, there's a lot of things yep. that this team is going to need to accomplish yep. with less resources than they typically have going yep. into an off season. Well, I'll tell you this: for this week, I'd put him on Van Der Esch and let him try to work that guy if he can. You know what I if mean? If you can get that isolated, if you can get that isolated, uh, you know the safeties are pretty deep. Overall, look, they're they're a good defense, not just up front. On third down, they're really good. They're like thirty. Six percent or something like that. I mean, they're and we're like forty-five. Mm-hmm. You know, which allowing conversions, allowing yeah. conversions. So you know, they're. I, although I think there's some cracks in the armor with Diggs going deep and he takes too many chances. I know he's tightened that up a little bit, but I try to get Agnew on him as best I could, and I would try to get the ball into Ingram's hands early and let that speed and athleticism make some plays for you. All right, uh, one more here from Press Taylor before we hit the break, and uh, that is about Doug Peterson. What does he feel? is Doug Peterson's best trait as a head coach. Consistency. That's easy. Consistency. He's the same guy every single day walks in the building. From the way he pro- you know, we lose five in a row, whatever it may be, we win a big game, he comes in the next day with the same approach to the staff, um, the same same idea of just trusting the process. So you know what you're getting with him. You come in, you're not worried, is he in a bad mood, is he in a good mood, is he this, is he that. You know exactly who he's going to be with the coaching staff, with the players, his expectations, where you stand. And so it's easy to do your job that way. Yeah. How important I mean, is that? Big time. I mean, it's everything. And it's not, look, it's not just football. You know, it's not just your football team. You know, it's, I think it's in the workplace as well. You know, the consistency of knowing what your leader is going to bring to the table every single day. Look, Coughlin was tough, but it was consistent and it was fair and it was honest. So what? You just you just dealt with it. You know, Doug's got a little bit different approach. But from what he what what Press just said is it's the same way every single day. And that's all you want as a player. You want look, what are you as a coach? What's your culture? What's your philosophy? And then. You know, I'm either part of it or I'm not, right? And if I'm a part of it, then I expect that every single day. I expect the same thing pretty much every single day. I know what you're going to be like when I do well. I know what you're going to be like when I don't do well. You know, and as long as I know that that's fair and honest and consistent, I can handle that all day long. All right, uh, more for Press Taylor coming up here in a moment because he has a lot to say, including how to get Travis Etienne more involved in the passing game. Mm. Uh, We'll talk about that on the other side. It's a keys to victory Friday. Jags taking on the Dallas Cowboys. So send us your three keys to victory for Jacksonville this weekend. You know all the ways to do it with Tom McManus, Tony Smith, and E.T. I'm Mike Dempsey. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Yeah, certainly our run game getting going is an important important part of our emphasis, but you kind of just, we'll do whatever it takes each week to win. If we feel like throwing it's what we need to do, then that's what we've got to be able to do. Tom McManus, brought to you by Renewal by Anderson, a better way to a better window on 1010XL. All right, that's uh, more from Press Taylor right there. Basically like, we'll do what we got to do. All right, uh, Titans, tougher against the run, easier to pass against. Yeah kind of what we're going to do uh we're going to attack them through the air uh they talked about that a little bit yesterday um and uh, kind of followed up with thoughts about you know everyone talks about balance you want to be offensively balanced you know, we don't really care about that 50 50 split we do not care if we're 50 50 at the end of the day in terms of we ran the ball 30 times through the ball 30 times it's are we good enough to do whatever it takes to win that game and we felt like tennessee it was going to be throwing the football and we threw it, however, 42 times. He completed 30 balls. Um, that was what we felt like it took to win the game. There's other games we've gone into, uh, and we felt like running gave us the best 
situation or gave us the best possible ability to win the game. There's other games you go in thinking we're going to run the ball to win the game. It gets shut down or the pass game gets going and you, you pivot through the game. But we'll do whatever it takes to win the game. We don't go in this thing saying we need to run it this many times or throw it this many times to win the game. You call what works. Yeah, and in a definitely. game last week against that Tennessee defense, that's what you should be doing. Absolutely. It's throwing the football this week against Dallas. You would think they need to run the ball much more effectively than they have here in the last three or four weeks uh, to get themselves a chance to get into it offensively. Uh, one more here on Travis Etienne, who hasn't been as involved in the passing game as I think most people would have expected uh, to this point in his first year on the field for the Jaguars. So how do you get Etienne more involved in the passing game? Yeah, certainly. Whether it's a screen game, quick game, whatever it is, getting them out in routes. But, uh, you know, again, it's kind of a game by game basis of what gives us the best opportunity to to feature our best players in the best matchups and then uh, basically how we approach the defense. Uh, Trevor's playing great, but if the Jags are going to win this game, Tom, does it need to be a Travis Etienne game this week? I, I think you need both. I mean, I, I do. I, I look. I, th- I think you you got to get like your your speed playmakers like Ingram and Etienne. Uh, Kirk in his quick game, Zay Jones, get them the ball quickly and let them try to make a play uh, with their speed and their athleticism. You know, it's, I mean, you think about it. Put, most safeties, most linebackers, they're not covering ETN. Now, granted, you got to have time to throw them the ball, right, unless you just do a quick. But, you know, maybe you see them more out, you know, in a Christian McCaffrey type role, you know, get him in the slot, run a slant or run a quick out, you know, get him more mm-hmm. involved in that type of way. But no, I, I don't, I don't think you're going to win just whipping the ball around 42 times against the Dallas Cowboys. I th- oh, I, I think don't either. Yeah. I think you got to, you got to establish some of the run. I don't think you got to be totally dominant in the run game, but you got to, you got you to establish a run game. Enough the threat's got to be there. Right. Enough to slow that pass rush down. Yeah. Uh, yeah and loosen those bit. people up a little bit. Right. Think about this uh, while we play this next clip here okay Okay. uh earlier this week we asked through 13 games who's been the best newcomer either free agent signing or draft pick for just for this year right just how they played through the first 13 games one of the guys that i thought deserved a lot of consideration was luke fortner who when you consider the value of where you got him in the third rounds come in and started right from the get-go uh and press taylor talked about him and how phenomenal he has been Oh, he's done a phenomenal job. You know, if you look at these rookies and guys like this, and obviously Luke has a ton of experience, especially playing in the SEC, playing in some really good defenses. Um, it doesn't ever feel like he's come across that rookie wall, at least mentally. You know, he, he continues to learn a lot. He's extremely sharp, very impressive. Um, but you look at, you know, the, their classmates, their teammates from last year, their season's over. They're, they've got a month to prepare for a bowl game. They've been done since Thanksgiving, basically, and we're in this playoff push where every game's do or die, essentially. So it, it's certainly a challenge. That's kind of where that rookie wall comes from, from those guys, but it's not something we've noticed with Luke so far. Uh, he's been able to lock in every single day. He's done a great job identifying things. And just to see him and Trevor, uh, their communication, their growth through the season has been impressive. All right, so yeah. from yeah, a linebacker a standpoint, right, and you you would take on those interior offensive linemen, right, yeah. Um what have you seen from Luke Fortner? What has stood out or or maybe yeah. as importantly not stood out, right? That he, he's sometimes when you don't notice those guys, that means yeah. they're playing well. They're playing really well. I mean, look, I think he's an all around player. He's good against the pass. He's good against the run. Uh he seems very tenacious. Uh, his technique, he always seems to have his body in the right position, you know, when he's trying to wall guys off and that type of thing. But 
I think he's been good. I I would pick Kirk. I think he would okay. be. He would be. He my, was probably the most uh, got yeah, the most votes consistently. I'd like to see even more, but I, consistently he's been worth every penny. I think Tony picked Kirk. I picked Foyer. Um, oh, he's been great too. I mean, you're basically leading the league in tackles. Yeah. He makes a lot of big plays. I want to see him blitz more too. He can blitz. I think Caldwell's got to come up with some blitzes this week to really get get into Dak's face. Well, you know, the shame of it is neither of your first round picks is in the conversation at this point in the season. You know, maybe, you know, hopefully that'll change dramatically next year and and they'll play well over the final four weeks if Trayvon's even able to go this week. Doesn't look right. great for that, but right. You know, you you got to look to like, oh, Fortner's a good value in the third round. He yep. started every game, or you know, Kirk, even Zay Jones. If you factor in the size of the contract, you sure. know, and how he's played, Ingram, and I all think that. Mooma would get a couple votes. You know, Mooma's jumped in and, and yeah, I don't okay. know about the best addition. No, though. no, you but know, probably most surprising. I mean, after uh, they drafted Lloyd, I think Lloyd. I being, don't think anybody would thought uh, that Chad Mooma would be starting on merit, right? At at any point this yeah. year, right? Like right. maybe because of an injury, but no. He's played. He's played decent. Yeah, and, and obviously well. he's shown more on the practice field than Devin Lloyd has. Yeah, definitely he continues to get some opportunities. When yep. you're getting ready for the Dallas Cowboys, the first guy on that defense that you got to figure out a game plan for is Micah Parsons. Among mm. the guys that is mm. uh, the betting favorites to win NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. So among the best defenders in football right now, what is the game plan for Micah Parsons? No, you certainly have to be aware. I mean, we, we think it's kind of foolish to just come in and let the best player beat you because you're stubborn enough to think we can just do what we need to do. You know, we're aware of – we always identify the guys we think need extra help or extra attention in some way, shape, or form. But now how we approach him and handling a player like that, and you can't forget that Demarcus Lawrence is sitting on the other side and is having a great year as well and is a great player for a long time. But, you know, just the way you affect those guys, whether it's extra presence, whether it's running away from them, sometimes you run two guys like that. Um, providing help in some way, shape, or form, whether it's somebody slicing from the opposite side, somebody slicing outside in, an extra presence there from the back, uh, from a tight end, from a receiver, whatever that may be. But you kind of that, – that's certainly on Monday the first thing you say is how are we going to stop Michael Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence from wrecking the game. So then it kind of everything you do when you're building your first and second down plan, when you're building your third down, your red zone, you know, the two-minute situations, it starts with how do we keep these guys from ruining the game. All right, so how do you do that? What What, what is your approach well, to slow down Micah Parsons? Well, the thing with Parsons is I don't think you can run at him. I think he's stout against the run, too. You know, a lot of those pass rush, like in Gawkway, you'd run right at mm-hmm. him. He'd be like, I'm running. I don't care. I'm going to give you a chance to rush a pass, or I'm going to run right at you. Um, I would – look, there's, it seems to me they're stronger, you know, on the outside – of their defense. I need, you know what I mean? Like the middle, when you take like nose, the two backers and the safety, that may be where they're most vulnerable in the run game. Um, and in, you know, uh, just overall performance. So I would try to wall them off a little bit wall my, cause you got the other guy too. And they've got a few guys actually that are having pretty damn good years. Um, Dorrance Armstrong's having a really good year. He is as he like is. their third pass rusher. And then yeah. probably some of it, I'm guessing is cleanup stuff. Sure. Parsons and Lawrence draw a lot of attention. Absolutely. But, but he's taking do. advantage. Right. So uh, maybe that's what I'm doing. I'm walling those guys out and I'm trying to, again, I don't think you can line up and pound. I, I just don't think you're, that's going to, that's going to work. Maybe I'm wrong. And if you're going to pound, I'm running it more in between the tackles and then off tackle. Um, but I would pro- I'm still using the pass to loosen them up a bit, keep them off balance and, 
and then start jamming it down her throat. Can we all agree we do not want to see Dante Fowler Jr. have a good performance on Sunday? You know, I'd run at him. I'd run at him because he's better when he's flowing behind the ball and then you cut it back because he'll, mm-hmm. he'll light you up. That, that guy can – he's a thumper. There's no doubt about that. And what has he got, like five sacks? I don't know how they came, but still he's got yeah got five sacks. So, you know, he's out there. Uh, the other playmaker in the secondary, uh, at least the guy that gets his hands on the football a lot, Trayvon Diggs. And uh, final thought here for Press Taylor about what stands out about him. Ball skills is the first thing that jumps off the tape with him. If there's a ball that – if somebody throws a ball that just misses slightly and he's in the vicinity, he catches it. He's got some great catches, um, stuff that you'd be proud of as a receiver. And it, it feels like he is a receiver playing DB in terms of the way he tracks the ball, goes after the ball. Uh, he just does a great job from that standpoint. So we're very aware that, you know, we need to be great at contested catches around him. We need to, to be aware where he is, um, how he's playing, is his vision on the quarterback, is his vision on the player, however that may be. So – uh, it definitely jumps off uh, how he's able to track the ball and catch the ball. He's like yeah. a quarterback who throws a few picks, but he throws three or four touchdowns. He's a gunslinger. He, well, he, he is, right? Yeah. He, he he more than makes up for it uh, yep. with the game-changing plays that he makes. And, yep. uh, you know, okay, I'll give up a few, but I'm also going to probably scare you out of throwing it into my area of the field on occasion. And I'm going to – I mean, like you said, dangerous with the ball in his hands. He yep. – he, Turns games around he for the does. Dallas Cowboys. So yeah, I, I again, I, I don't know how you do it because I'm not the mastermind like that. But I'd like to see Agnew on him and see what we can do. Now, granted, you need time to whip that ball down the field, but maybe if you set it up enough and they're not expecting it, and you leave him somehow matched up on Diggs, I would, I'd take that shot. All right, keys to victory Friday. We'll get to our keys coming up here uh, shortly. But first, uh, Tony Smith going to take you around the National Football League. Now, Gems Around the NFL, brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. San Francisco clinched the NFC West with their win over Seattle last night. In the game, Seattle wide receiver Tyler Lockett suffered a broken finger that is expected to keep him sidelined for at least two weeks. Could be for the remainder of the season. Still not sure on that. Adam Schefter tweeted out this morning that doctors will not clear New York Jets quarterback Mike White before kickoff on Sunday and that Zach Wilson will get the start this week for the Jets. White was knocked out of the Jets' loss to the Bills several times last week after taking massive hits to the chest and ribs. Baltimore quarterback Tyler Huntley has cleared the league's concussion protocol, is expected to get the start for the Ravens this week. Seattle quarterback Russell Wilson was limited on Thursday as he continues to work through the league's concussion protocol. Chicago quarterback Justin Fields was a full practice participant Thursday after missing practice Wednesday due to an illness. Cincinnati wide receivers T. Higgins and Tyler Board both again limited in practice on Thursday. Houston running back Damian Pierce did not practice Thursday after being limited in practice on Wednesday. New England running back Ramondre Stevenson didn't practice Thursday due to an ankle injury he picked up on Monday Night Football. And around the AFC South this weekend, the 4-8-1 Indianapolis Colts are at the 10-3 Minnesota Vikings, 1 o'clock on Sunday. The 1-11-1 Houston Texans are at home against the 10-3 Kansas City Chiefs at 1 o'clock on Sunday. And the other game the Jaguars fans obviously will have a close eye on this weekend. Outside of the game against the Cowboys, the 7-6 Tennessee Titans are in Los Angeles to play the 7-6 Los Angeles Chargers at 425 on Sunday afternoon. Well, one thing about Mike White's ribs are uh, if the Jets are able to beat Detroit, 
that increases the chances that we get 1v2. Lawrence <laughs> versus Wilson. Oh, my wow. gosh, what I would give yeah. to see that. Uh, that kid got chopped in half. <laughs> I love how Tony threw a little chuckle in there when the hit. Uh, I love it too. I, you know, no, no, you know. Look, they're they're people too, so you got to feel somewhat sorry for them. But I I love when a quarterback gets. Oh, Mike them. White was getting lit oh, up, but uh, m- gaining probably a lot of respect in his teammates' oh, eyes as he doubt. kept without answering the call, uh, going out question. there. And uh, you know they had already elevated Zach Wilson to the backup, so now he'll start. Yeah. This week against Detroit, which has been a good. Matchup for quarterbacks overall, although tougher lately. Yeah. But uh, then short week, so that's right. Thursday let's get night give football. A, please give us Zach Wilson. Yeah. Hey, if I may, I got a little uh, party going on that Thursday. Oh, do you? Yeah, at Goodfellas. Uh, you and uh, James Coleman. Yeah, me maybe? and Big James. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How about that? Yeah, a little charity event. Tell us. Yeah, it's gonna be a charity event. We're gonna watch a game. It's gonna be specials. Wear your Jag gear and where's that? Where's it at? Uh, Goodfellas Cigar Lounge and Spirits, right okay. there on St. John's Bluff Road, just south of Beach Boulevard. It's a great place. Uh, great cigar selection and full bar, and you got a little billiards table, and it'll be fun, man. We'll be watching the game. Starts at seven thirty, and uh, should be a good time. All right, that's coming up six days yeah. from now, and uh, wouldn't that's it right. be amazing oh. if the Jags are coming off back-to-back oh. victories? And <laughs> I mean, honestly, you um, beat Dallas. You beat like Dallas, the and then Tennessee loses to the Chargers. Holy oh. smokes. Yeah. Uh, that place will be packed. It probably yeah. will be anyway for Thursday night football. Good times. Uh, no question about it. All right, uh, we'll return. Uh, if you want to get in, still time. We'll go round table on keys to victory and look at some of yours that you submitted as well. Your Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day. What are your three keys to victory for the Jaguars versus the Dallas Cowboys this week? This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. You're Mackin' with Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. All right, I was just telling the fellas, uh, the prodigal son has returned home from college. He's off till, I don't know, January 10th or some nonsense like that. Uh, And he claims that uh, it's all A's and 1B. All right. When the official report card That's comes nice in. That's start. I, Ted, I, I, E.T. never. Bro, you need oh, to see my I start. I wish I had that. My start was probation, off probation. Like, I got myself back off in the yeah. second semester. Probation. And academic then, probation, it is. Oh, yeah, academic <laughs> probation. And then, uh, like, at that point, yeah. I, was, uh, I was on the crew team and getting up at, like, 5 in the morning. Go, We'd go row on the intercoastal. We'd come back, we'd crush the dining hall because we're, you know, you're yeah. just burning up oh, all yeah. those calories. And it was right to bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, oh, those early classes. I remember those days. Uh, oh, I still yeah. occasionally have a dream that I have a college course that I have like a final coming up and I haven't been to the course in months. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a bad third I was semester one of for those. your boy. But um, that was one of those. Turned it around, Tommy. Did you? Yeah, I, I kind of did. did. I was I Dean's List from that point on. But it took me wow. it took me a year and a half to figure out how to Dean's List. You know, take care of business. <laughs> my my son apparently is yeah. way ahead of the game. So that's good. I mean, you get yourself in a hole. It's tough to get out of. Uh, Trust me. I I know that all too well. You my, know the key is when you're in, when you're in a hole. Yeah. You stop digging. That's right. Don't make that hole any deeper. That's right. Okay? Uh, let's get Nick in Detroit. Who wants a word before we go roundtable on keys. To victory. Nick, you're on Jaguars today. Good morning. Nick, you there? 
All right, his big uh, man. We even played a kiss song for him too. Nice job there. He yeah, caught that big, uh, big starring moment yeah. right there. All right, ET. Once you fire up the old ten ten take machine. Ten 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 take. Now the ten ten take with Mike Dempsey, brought to you by Northern Tool. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. We're made for this. All right, uh, I'm going to start with this one. Okay, and uh, sometimes it's because of pressure. Sometimes it's because He'll do it. Dak Prescott will throw you a couple balls that you can get your hands on. Oh, yeah. And I think it's crucial for the Jaguars to make those plays. If those plays are there to be made, if there's a ball, loose ball on the ground, no matter how it got there, you got to be the one coming out on top, right? What are they wearing? All black this, all black this week. This so week, yeah. the all black unis got to be the one recovering those. If Dak throws you one, you can't have one of those where you're like shaking your head with 40 yards of green grass in front of you. You know, you got to. Take advantage of the potential turnovers that present themselves. Great if you could force a couple with your pass rush. Unlikely, as we talked about, Dallas has only given up 16 sacks. This is not a team that's a high sack rate team. So, uh, however they come, if the opportunities are there for turnovers, you have to capitalize. Coach Peterson has said early on in the week that they probably need a more running-centered game plan this week. Need to rush for 135 to 130, or 140 is the way he put it. And the Cowboys' three losses this year, they gave up 152, 136, and 207 on the ground in each of those three games. They've had other games where they've given up enough on the ground to be ranked 23rd against the run, but I think Coach Peterson is dead on. The Jags have to rush for 135 this week to give themselves a chance to beat the Dallas Cowboys. What a very specific range, right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. 135 to 140 yeah. is what we need. Yeah, we I, get I, 142 or 131, <laughs> yep. we're in trouble. Well, and that's extending drives, right? I mean, that's sure. no doubt. Know, getting first downs and getting, you know, converting on third down. I'm Look, I'm not typically old school, so I'm going to do it again. I think you have to out-physical Dallas. you got to win the physical battle, man. It's, you do that. You show them that, hey, man, it's going to be a long physical day and we're going to win that battle. I mean, you want to wear all blacks and wear all blacks, but back that you-know-what up. That's a statement if you're going to wear all But I love it. Go for it. Yeah, we're going into battle and we're tough and we're mean and we're aggressive and we're wearing all black for a reason. Well, back that up. And now physical, the Cowboys. E.T., pound for pound, they got more talent than us, it's safe to say, on the field. But where we're a little bit stronger is the coach, Dougie P., Let's step it up a notch because we're definitely going to need it. All right. Uh, look, I, we've seen great evidence of them scheming guys open this mm-hmm. year, better than any Jaguar coaching staff has done for a long, long time. So uh, that's one example of it. Let's hope that continues. I'm going to say this is a linebacker game, and I know you're talking about being physical, right? But with Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, it's not just handling the run at you. It's handling – Tony Pollard swinging out of the backfield into the flats, and once he gets the ball in his hands, he's electric, right? So uh, whoever it is that is on the field, I don't know if Trayvon Walker's going to be able to go. I have my doubts. If Chad Muma's in there, if Devin Lloyd's in there, if it's Dewan Smoot, uh, these guys all have to make plays, flow to the football, don't get caught up in the wash. I mean, they, they, this is a lot of pressure, I think, on this linebacking core this week to come through. The Dallas Cowboys are just one sack behind the Philadelphia Eagles for the league lead in sacks this year. The Jaguars this season are 1-6 in in games where they have allowed two or more sacks to an opponent. They have gone six games, which, by the way, is the league high this year without allowing a sack to an opponent. They are 4-2 in those games, so... 
I think that number is going to carry a lot of weight as to what's going to happen with this one. Can you keep that number under two mm. this week against the Dallas Cowboys? It's a tall task, but one I think they have to meet to win. They average about four, right? Three, four. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're 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 really good. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, say for my second one, it's Trevor. Hey, man. You've been playing some really good football. There's it's probably no really everyone's it. first one, right? Yeah, I mean, you've been playing really good ball. I, I heard what you said about I, you know, I remember what people were saying about me. Look, whatever that is, it's fine. It, it is what it is. But keep improving. Play your game. Coaches got to get them in a rhythm. I think that's a big part of it. But play your game and and show the world. Continue to show them why you're our franchise QB. Last five weeks have been great. Couple of games earlier in the year, very good, no doubt. In between, not very good, but you're on a rise now. So let's keep that rise going, man. Play your game, keep that swag, keep that confidence, and let's have a huge outing against the Cowboys. We can't expect Trevor. We can't expect Trevor to play like the way he played last week. It will be nice, but we just can't expect it. That run game has to to show up. I don't know if the Titans were keying in on the run, or if it's the play calling, or if it was just Etienne himself. Whatever it was. We need to get that situated this week. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we don't talk about it much, but um, special teams is big for this football team this week. But um, I just wanted to mention that. But I think the, the one I'm going to go with here is fourth down. Third down is always important. I think you're going to see them go for it a lot on fourth down in this game. Be aggressive. Touchdowns over field goals. Now, I'm not saying be stupid, uh, you know, but don't be surprised anytime you're across the 50-yard line uh, of this team being aggressive, and if you're going to do that, you got to convert over 50% of those, keep those drives going, make them pay off. And, uh, you know, if you're if you're down like the Texans were deep in Dallas territory and you decide to go for it instead of kick that chip shot field goal, well, you better punch that thing in there. Uh, I, I just think fourth down, we're going to – we've seen Doug Peterson be aggressive on that down all year. I think it's going to be ratcheted up even a little bit this week. Tommy, you've been on teams that have been in – very similar situations to what the Jaguars find themselves in. We talked about that 96 season. We've talked about it a bunch over the years. And I think it's important for this team now in that situation to meet the intensity of that moment early on in this game, right? To measure up to it early. That's right. But because you are playing the best team that you've played, you know, to this point, and you have an opportunity to take a big step forward towards getting what you want, which is an appearance in the playoffs and, this weekend can be a major step forward towards getting that kind of thing done. You got to meet that moment early on. Yeah, no doubt about it. Absolutely, they're 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 coming to play. They got a lot to play for. So do we. So yeah. let's let's meet it early. Let's meet it off. And look, I'm, I'm going to say his last name, Agnew. Get Agnew involved in this game as much as you can. Of course, you're going to have him return. Maybe you get another return for a touchdown that there's no penalty on. Uh, but even on top of that, I want to see, like, you've been using them nice and creatively. Let's continue that and get that speed. Speed kills, as we know, and nobody's catching Agnew if you get him out in the open. So get him the ball. A week, a couple weeks ago, it was Zay Jones. And then last week, it was um, Evan, receiver, Ingram. Evan Ingram. Who else can step up and play like a big dog outside of Trevor? We need somebody else to do that. So I'm, I'm hoping somebody in the pass game can step up like that. All right, if, out of all the ones, if uh, if Trevor plays up to his capabilities, that's the thing that's going to – I mean, we're going to be saying that for the next 10 years. Yeah. That's the thing that gives you the best chance to win, uh, and uh, I hope it's 15 years, quite frankly. <laughs> um, uh, here, here are a few of the ones that we got submitted today on social media for Keys to Victory, uh, the Chad and Sandy Real Estate. 
question of the day. What are your three keys to victory? Rushing battle, turnover battle, more explosive plays, effective pressure, start fast. Obviously, let Trevor Cook uh, protection, um, getting scoring early, controlling the game from the beginning. I think it's very important against this team. I don't. This is not the team that you're going to come back with their pass rush. You get down 17 to nothing mm-hmm. early. Uh, you know, the longer the Jags stay in this game, the more. And, and I know that's simple logic, but I, I feel like their chances to win rise dramatically the longer this stays a one-score game on either side now it'd be great if we get a couple of score advantage but um it's gonna be fun to see you know we'll we'll find out I think they can win we'll make our official prediction here in a moment on what we think they will do but first let's say hello to XL primetime now the two-minute drill brought to you by tire outlet keeping 1010XL talking with wholesale prices and premium service tire outlet Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop all right Mia O'Brien is here hello Mia hello doing friends happy friday no we're good it's friday it's noon so yeah. you know Let's go. how are you doing for the next three hours <laughs> yeah hey listen how you know, doing? i'm off by three so i am yeah, i'm off by <laughs> noon yeah, so it's either, 11 so. 50 yeah and it's uh, o'clock somewhere so let's i try. hear you uh you how how confident are you or uh nervous or what have you however you want to describe it about the Jags' chances this week. Yeah, the, the nervous, although obviously I'm not playing in the game. I'm covering the game as an unbiased journalist. But the nervous because realizing the magnitude of this game in particular, not just in the playoff race, but for a young team's confidence, I don't think they can go out there and lay an egg. I don't think they will. But I also think that the Cowboys have a lot going for them right now. And while I think the best thing that could have happened for the Jaguars was the Cowboys' dramatic comeback win over the Texans last week because now they come into this game and it's not, oh, my God, we have to win because we just lost to the last team in the league, which would have been catastrophic for Jacksonville. At the same time, you know, I I think you hit the nail on the head there, Mike, and we had Darren Woodson on yesterday on XL Primetime, and he said the same thing. You cannot fall behind because they will just not only get after you in the pass rush, but they will run on you for the rest of the game. And so I think Dak Prescott has been questionable at best throughout the course of the Mm -hmm. 10 games he's played with the nine interceptions, or eight games, whatever it is that he's played with the nine interceptions. He's only got 14 touchdowns. Like Their run game has been going for them, and that's a lot of why he hasn't had to throw the ball as much. I know the wide receivers were banged up for a bit there, but I think if you get after Dak, you can run the ball because the interior of the defensive line for the Cowboys is questionable and you don't fall behind, yeah, a shootout would be fun. Yeah, I think the 14 touchdowns is fine. It's the nine picks. Like, yeah. four, if you, you know, yeah. eight games, 14 touchdowns, you're talking close to 30 uh, over a 17-game season. So, I, I, I'm i not – from that aspect, I think he's putting stuff up, but he always seems to throw one or two to mm-hmm. the other team. And if yes. that happens, I don't want to see it clanging off somebody's hands this right. week. Got to take advantage. All right, what are you guys going to be getting into uh, other than the Jags today? Oh, well, as you guys can see on the televisions here at 1010XL headquarters, Bowl Mania already underway. Oh, I saw uh, a progressive the, commercial. Oh, no, no the Bahamas Bowl. It's in a commercial break right now, but the Bahamas Bowl is going on, so we'll make our picks for Bowl Weekend number one. Uh, JJ and Leon are also currently arguing about the latest Miami commitment in the other room right now. So, uh, yeah, no, they're very happy about it. They're be- John Ruiz is back on the good side of Canes fans, so we'll dive into the recruiting world as well. And, of course, a lot of Jags and Cowboys talk. All right, uh, Mia, have a good show. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, let's go. Uh, I'll, I'll go last. Tony, what do you got? Cowboys 26, Jaguars 24. 26-24, mm. Cowboys. Mm. Close one. Heartbreaker. Tom. I'm going to go Dallas 31, Jaguars 24. Okay, that's very close to me. Uh, E.T. Man, bump y'all. I'm going Jags 35, Cowboys 30. 
Mm, why not seven? Why not? Why not just seven? Because I ain't stupid. All right, thirty-five, thirty, uh, thirty-four, twenty-four. Cowboys is what I see. What defense shows up? I mean, it, it, look, it's, they haven't I, been that great. No, I the, mean, o- they, the only I think that ch- they've got to turn them over multiple yeah, oh, times absolutely. in this game. And keep in mind, they turned over the Chiefs three times. Yeah. and lost by ten. Well, that's, that's one true. of the other keys. You look at the Cowboys' three losses; they've turned it over at least two times and three of those losses like that is a big number for the Cowboys yeah they haven't lost a lot but when they have there are some numbers that if you hit you at least give yourself a chance I've noticed too um throughout their schedule when they've had a bad outing the next game they had a really good outing you know or questionable you know what I mean like Green Bay they got the overtime loss and then they come out and just smoke Minnesota Giants was like I think eight and then they smoked Indy which wasn't I don't know if it's saying that much and then the Texans (laughs) You know, they really struggled against them, so maybe we can make them struggle, too. That'd be great. That would be great. All right, uh, Chet and Sandy Real Estate present the question of the day. Multiple offers in your home in three days, or they'll sell it for free. Visit them online at chatandsandy.com. And, of course, that was a keys to victory uh, Friday. By the way, this bowl games that kick off before noon? Ah, Is that really a bowl game? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know congratulations, UAB and Miami of Ohio, for getting six into that Six and six belongs at one bowl. It's at your house. The toilet bowl, Tom. It's right. At a baby. <laughs> All right. What are you doing this weekend, huh? Anything? Uh, Christmas parties galore. All right. Yeah. Come Sunday. Uh, yeah, I'll be feeling just fine watching the game. I'm going to watch it from home. I'm not going to the madness. It's going to be insane, but I'm really excited for this city. All right. What about you, Tone? I uh, got a Christmas party. All my friends in town. We're heading over to my parents' house tonight. Oh. Cool. Not yeah. sure what all we're going to get into, but yeah. yeah, Christmas party with the parents tonight, nice. and I'll join you on Sirius XM tomorrow. Yes, you will. Uh, night, and then Jaguars game on Sunday. It's our featured matchup, baby. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys, Jaguars. Uh, so Tony will join me party on Channel 87. Peas, baby, I like it. All right, uh, E.T. Sneaker ball tonight, sneaker ball tonight. And I'd like to say thank you to all the listeners and everybody who who donated because, like, I can't do this without y'all. I, I know I'm the face. I appreciate 1010 for giving me the platform to project this out there. But sneaker ball tonight is going down. Get dressed, get flying, come holla at your boy. Come on, somebody. And uh, there's still time, 207-7071. And say it with your chest. Let ET know how you're feeling about the Jags, uh, you know, coming off that big victory over Tennessee, taking on the Dallas Cowboys this week. That'll do it for us, for Tony Smith, Tom McManus, Emmanuel Thalaran. I'm Mike Dempsey. Uh, let's go, Jaguars. We will talk to you on the pregame show coming up this Sunday right here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Your Jacksonville. It's time.